0: the uncomfortable truth hello and welcome back to the show we're so glad to have you have you ever walked into your office on friday to pick your paycheck up and they said sorry uh, we don't have any money isn't that uncomfortable welcome to the uncomfortable truth brandon's up today and uh obi will open us up in prayer
1: Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. We thank you for this platform uh, that you've given us to glorify you, Lord. We pray that we do it well. Lord, I pray for Brandon uh, this morning in this topic. I pray that um, we could all gain something from it, get some encouragement, and take something from it to use in practical ways throughout our lives. Lord, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And again, Lord, we just thank you for loving us, keeping us healthy, watching over us, and um, we just ask this in your holy and precious name, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. So the first thing that jumped
2: out to me this morning when I got here before everybody else, I might add, um, I'm not going to talk about Shane sleeping. Nope, nobody knows that you were here first because nobody else was here. Well, I was here first, so <laughs> we're so we're all clear on that. Anyway, but what I what I was reminded of is. How important it is for us to have people that help fill our cup for Jesus because we've all been out of pocket this we're in the summertime right now for us, which for all of us with kids gets crazy, vacation, going to see family traveling, all these fun business adventures that we're on uh you know individually and together and it'd been for me several weeks before since I've been here to record, and I was just like, you know, thank you Lord, for letting me have three other guys that." sharpen me and fill my cup for jesus because you don't really recognize that importance until you step away from it for a little while so uh, i appreciate you guys so you're welcome bro yeah, you're welcome yeah yeah we're thankful you. for you too so know your role i don't know if you guys are like me but i heard that and said that a lot through all of my athletic years okay um as a player, I was told that in all sports, I heard it. It's like this thing they tell coaches they have to know to talk about.
1: Yeah, I was. I didn't think about it as much as I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a great point. <laughs> that, that, that fits
2: in so perfect. Okay, and we didn't plan this. Uh, you know, Obie said he didn't think about it as much as he heard it, which what I hear is, my role is to be a starter, <laughs> which is how I thought too. You know, those other guys' roles, the bench players—that's not my role. Okay, I'm, and then I got a h- big old dose of humble pie when I went to college. Yeah, my playing. my
0: role was sitting on the bucket juggling.
2: <laughs> that's true for a for a long time. And Shane probably enjoyed that role, and it would have killed me from the inside. I out. knew my role, Bubba. Yeah, I he knew did. it. And it's why Shane probably has been more at peace with his life and uh, a lot of things early on. For some and, reason, I just
1: can't help but think. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Go. I, I can't help but think about the the movie um, Rookie of the Year uh-huh. where the guy that spits the sunflower seeds is over there in the dugout. Yep. And he's like, come on, Roman Gardner, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Whenever I think about Shane sitting on the bucket juggling the juggling the baseballs, I think about him with a big – bag of sunflower seeds exactly mouth. what was going on <laughs> you starting, the, it. starting the chance hit hit
2: hit, hit. <laughs> you nailed it so that, none of that was planned but that really ties in beautifully so i'll i'll tell one fun story i was told by my college pitching coach and uh i, I can't remember i don't think i've told the story before shane you can cut it out if i have so, a middle reliever in the pros comes to his manager. So, middle relief in the pros, that's, that's kind of the guy that is not high leverage. It's important, but it's not high leverage. So, you're pitching fourth, fifth, sixth inning, or if the starter struggles, you come in early. And uh, he goes to the coach, and he says, Coach, he said, man, I'm really ready for the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. You know, those high leverage positions, basically. And uh, the coach said, I'm really ready for you to start pitching like one of those guys. And (laughs) so if, if I have told that story, we can take it out, but I didn't think I had, but I tell baseball stories. It's all right
0: right if you did, because our, our listeners might not remember it anyway, so it's fine.
2: So now let's connect that to, uh, Paul and he is heading into Athens and we're in acts. Okay. And I'm going to talk about a couple of verses, but know your role and why that jumped out to me is this. It's always important to remember Paul. In his previous life. And when I think about Paul in his previous life, he persecuted, he killed Jews, Christians. Okay. So.
3: Wasn't it Saul? Well, yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Saul. So, you know, you remember that. Thank you for correcting me there. So we fast forward to Acts and am I completely off on this? I don't think Saul so. turned Paul, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, but yeah, Thank same you. same guy. Yeah, yeah I didn't yes. want to, I didn't know. I wasn't trying to say it was somebody no.
2: different. Here's the thing. I would rather you guys say, Brandon, you're off on that. So I 2nd <laughs> I guess myself for a second because I'm like, yes, yeah, Saul went to Paul. Okay, so yes. we're there. No, I appreciate that. It was Saul when he's persecuting. When he, yeah, yes. Killing. And so he has this complete turnaround, and now he's on fire for Jesus. And now his name is Paul. And now he's Paul. Okay, so we're in Acts. And Paul and Silas and Timothy have been traveling, sharing God's word, okay? And they were in Thessal- Thessalonica, okay? And there were some Jews there who were like, I'm going to paraphrase for you. We don't like this message about this Jesus, dude. It really makes us uncomfortable. And you're a threat to us is really what happened. so Paul, Silas, and Timothy leave, all right? Then they go to the Berea. And they're in Berea, and they do the same thing. Now, timeline-wise, I'm not sure how long of a gap this is, okay? But it, in the Bible, it's a couple of chapters, okay? So get to Berea, and the Thessalonians, or have you whatever you call them, get word there in Berea, which is fairly close, I guess, and they come after Paul again. So Paul heads across the ocean to head to Athens. So Paul walks into Athens, and I got this thought from our pastor who was talking Wednesday and I really liked it. He said, you know, Paul's ahead of Silas and Timothy who are going to come meet him. Okay. And he could be walking to Athens, which was at one time the premier place to be. Okay. Now it was kind of fading a little bit, but it's still a very well-known place with a lot of cool culture and history. And it could probably be almost like a vacation. Okay. The best I can equate it. And, Paul walks in and immediately he is convicted because of what he sees. Okay, so as believers, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit the way that, you know, we operate because Jesus has died for our sins, all right, and that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit, but we have to be looking towards and seeking Jesus daily to fill that Holy Spirit or... We can be going away from him and fill it, but we're constantly met with that choice. So, I want to tie all this together by saying this. So, when he sees this, he's immediately convicted, and he starts to, he goes to the synagogue, which is what Paul always did, to see what everybody's talking about and discuss things. And there are two types of people, as far as uh, who he runs into, and they're called the Epicureans and the Stoics. So I want you to just really think about today. The Bible is a living document, okay? A lot of where our business comes from, from one of our businesses that I'm in, is from the Internet. And there are Stoics and Epicureans essentially today. Some call themselves Stoics. Okay, so let that sink in for a minute. It's relevant today, okay? So an Epicurean is essentially someone who's devoted to pleasure, comfort, and high living, with a certain nicety of style. Sound familiar, anybody? Yep. Okay. And then Stoicism is basically a school of philosophy founded at Athens, and they taught virtue, the highest good. It's based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony. Basically, we got, we're all that in a bag of chips. We know everything, and we're not bothered by petty things and we're stoic and we can't be riled up and uh, in a way I think about what modern man has been lied to to believe is a successful man right you know you don't show your feelings you don't uh, tell men you love them that uh, you care about you don't let your kids see you cry that's a lot of what being stoic would be to tons of guys I know on the internet who say they're stoic and so Paul, and here's the key part of knowing your role. In that time, it was very common to debate and go back and forth and discuss ideas. They just literally, like, were consumed with it, okay? Now, today we can't have debates without somebody's feelings getting hurt because everybody has to believe what we believe, okay? And then everybody's offended. But at this time, it was very common for them to do that. So they go to Areopagus, which is a... a, a big rock, and they start debating. I just see them up there debating it out on what Paul thinks, what the Epicureans think, what the Stoics think. The part that really resonated with me, and, and full disclosure, in case uh, the pastor I'm referring to listens to this, I got a lot of this idea and thought process from him because I love what he said, is that Paul knows his role. Okay, He immediately is convicted because he sees all the false idols and the false gods that they're worshiping. Okay, when he walks into Athens. He doesn't wait for Silas and Timothy to get there because he's like, well, the Lord's speaking to me now. But he also does not get to the engaging part with the others and start just beating them over the head, saying, you better love Jesus, you're going to hell. So you fast forward, we're in Acts 17. Uh, That was 16, roughly, through 21. So at 22... This is kind of the part I'm going to stick into and just dive in for a minute. He says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and, I consi- and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him I proclaim to you. So, What he does is, first of all, he's not scared to be aware of his surroundings, which I think is very important for us as believers. He's also not scared to go into an environment that doesn't believe what he believes. But he's going on the premise of the Holy Spirit, okay, that essentially convicted him. And he's like, well, this vacation, in my mind, has now turned into this is why God has me here. And I go back to... I don't remember which podcast guest said it or if it was a story. I think maybe in a story from Sean. What do you got for me today, God? When we wake up in the morning and we, we approach our day with, what do you got for me today, God? I think it does a, a lot in keeping our path and our thoughts and our actions and our emotions focused where they should be. In our last podcast, we talked about mindset and thoughts. When you say, what do you got for me, God? It's saying, "I know my role, Lord. I can't do anything without you. I can't save anybody, but I know what you called me to do. And it's not my job to save people. It's my job to tell people about you in any way, shape, or form I can, and l- get out of the way and let you do your magic. Okay, not magic, bad word. You, you know, let let your will be done. Okay. So when he does this, and I'm gonna paraphrase because it's a bunch of verses, he has some who are very interested in the topic some who are perplexed some who are like you're an idiot basically and then he has a couple who it says at the end they left with him as believers okay the thing that i want to just kind of point to in all of that is knowing our role we got to get out of our own head guys and people anybody listening if you love jesus don't make it so hard that's the devil trying to complicate something very simple that the bible says over and over again Love the Lord with all your heart and love that neighbor as yourself. And stay in his will daily and listen for his Holy Spirit and that conviction. And then, the minute that you share something about the Lord, now that person has been bought, brought to the precipice of a decision. They now know about Jesus if they didn't, which is what Paul's saying here. Now you know the one true God. Now it's in your hands to accept him or reject him. So he's basically saying, I have planted the seed, or I have cast the seed. It's your job between you and the Lord. So I love Saul turned to Paul's stories, because first of all, it just racks my brain to think this is a man who once persecuted and killed Christians, and now he's trying to share the word and and, uh, cast as many seeds for people to become Christians. And if if that doesn't resonate with you, I don't know what does in the sense of that's how powerful and mighty and omnipresent and sovereign our God is. It's awesome. So I I just love to hear y'all's thoughts, anything that jumped out at you. There's not any real big question. Maybe you got to know your role story. Uh, But I think we overcomplicate the idea of sharing Jesus. Because of fear, the devil, our thoughts, our mindset, our wary of acceptance. And it's, I don't think it's as hard as we make it. Paul knew his role. Paul walked
0: in faith knowing his role. Mm-hmm. He made it simple. You may have woke up this morning. You had to get kids to school. Well, first you had to get them fed. Make lunches get them ready, can't find shoes, frustrated with one of them because his left shoe was left outside last night in the rain, doesn't have another good pair of shoes. Can't find the right shirt to wear. Kid has a meltdown because he doesn't like the way his hair looks. Get them in the car. Get them in school. You're late. Okay, so, like, this is just the morning, right? Okay. And God says, love me and love others if we hold that in perspective for everything that we do the anxiety of all those other things will disappear and that sure is easy to say sitting in here with a mic poking in my face but it's not easy to do when your no. mornings are going that way
1: no you're right yeah you're so right you know it's you mention it that way <laughs> did you do it with was that he on your morning? shoulder this morning not, not completely but I hear stories you know, <laughs> okay you know in, in my house you know and and uh, you know it's just so funny you know I mean we all just we all just have different battles you know and and um, what what I thought about when you said that was you know the the four-way stop um, at Galilee and yes and it, what, what is the other road? Four fifty? No, it's not four fifty. It's it's. Oh, I know uh, what you're talking about.
0: It runs to like three different schools. Yes. 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 And it's a crooked four way stop. So yes. like, but it's a four way where the cars ain't actually lining up.
3: Yeah.
1: So so little testimony, you know, for Amy, you know, and of course she probably won't listen to this one. She might. Amy's <laughs> Obie's wife. If you don't know, that's right. And so she. She gets some anxiety when she pulls up to that. <laughs> she and 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 she's got like my wife, y'all know her. She doesn't get very mad when it comes to just about anything, but she's got a little bit of road rage in her, which <laughs> yeah, I like it, you know. <laughs> I, I actually like it. And 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 so she has been struggling with the fact that she knows she like it starts to build up in her anticipation she, yeah when she's coming up to this four-way stop
0: let me can i give the listeners a visual real quick sure. okay so this four-way stop we already said like it's not lined up it's awkward already there's three our our school system is a 5a school in a 2a road system <laughs> right <laughs> it's terrible and so this four-way is there is probably in the morning there's probably 30 cars Waiting on each side of the four-way, oh, so it's it's like you go, 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 you go. You go. It That's is right. it's it's terrible. All right, yeah. Obi, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, it,
1: it is absolutely terrible. But it's even more terrible when you go into it assuming the worst. The worst. <laughs> she she's literally getting ready. She's five cars deep already in her mind thinking that somebody's going to go out of turn. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and so and she's watching every one of them. <laughs> every one of them. And, and so, you, you know, if you listen to our last podcast, you know that I've been studying on, you know, the battle of the mind and winning the day and really – Really focusing on, uh, you know, how to overcome our struggles and recognizing what they are. Which, when she thinks about a struggle that she has, she thinks about her mindset at that four-way stop. The four-way stop. And and so, uh, it was funny. because, uh, like I said, testimony. We were, I don't know, just just a few days ago, we were sitting there, and she and I said something very related to, um, you know, just winning the day, you know, and, and, and controlling your mindset. And she's like, you're not going to believe what happened the other day, you know? And I'm like, what? And she said, um, she said, I went up to the four way stop. She said, and I was, I was thinking literally, I'm not going to allow this to, to dictate, you know, my mood and my day. And, and I'm coming into this four way stop and I'm going to give people grace like The Lord gives me every day, she said. You know, I didn't even get a little bit mad and somebody pulled out in front of me, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, That's awesome, babe! You know, and she, I was like, That's fantastic. And she was like, Well, I just wanted you to know that I'm hearing what you're saying, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying. And and uh, anyway, it w- whenever you were talking about just the morning routine, it just made me think it's the little things you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's the little things. It's those little moments of recognizing when God's working on us and when God's calling us, Mm um, you know, like Brandon's talking about in, 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 in the topic here, you know, God was calling Paul to tell these people, this unknown God is who this unknown God is, you know, and, and he's made it aware to them, and I feel like that we've got to recognize the little things in our lives that ultimately those little pokes, those little things that are that God's pushing us in this direction to give us an opportunity to to glorify Him in some some form or fashion.
0: I think when you when we know our role and we live by that every day, we don't have to know other people's roles because mm-hmm. we're focused on loving God and loving others. And so it doesn't project this sense of like expectation on somebody that we don't even know at a four way stop. Right. Amy, like, we're not calling you out here. If you're listening, <laughs> we're not. It's just, it's a good story and a good example.
3: We have one of those four way stops near uh, our, our home also. And uh, what's funny is uh, I vividly rem- remember <clears throat> whenever my 18 year old was probably five. Anyway, um we pulled up to that four-way stop and uh, over in White Oak and Lexi in the back um she just looked up and said, You idiot, talk <laughs> talking like she was yelling at the at the car, at the you car. know. And uh and I looked over at my wife and I was like who did she get that from? Like, <laughs> what the heck? And uh, anyway, and she was like, "Yeah, I guess I need to stop saying that." You know, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, I, don't,
2: I don't know. Well, I I sit here and think, you know, you you two guys just mentioned two four way stops. We live in East Texas now. Housal quite a bit bigger than Allegan Fields where I'm at, but four way stops around here are kind of like a roundabout. They're not meant to be in these type size towns. I mean, in my opinion, we don't see them often. We're more used to gravel roads and one stop sign and it's not a big deal. So, um, I think the thing that, uh, you know, when you, when I think about Paul talking to these Epicureans and these stoics, first of all, you can't pour into Jesus with an empty cup that jumps in my head all the time. You know, Paul was, you know, constantly praising Jesus and going to him and praising the Lord. And thank you. And, you know, um, just, Recognizing that he can't do it without him. And then there's this beautiful connection between showing God's grace and then connecting with people. It does not happen the other way around typically. It's much harder to connect with someone before you show them God's grace. So he's sitting there listening to these men who... Come from a totally different walk of life if he comes in and hits them over the head with the bible from the get-go directly it's probably a whole nother situation absolutely but he listens he engages in the traditional way of interacting and because his knowledge is sharp from his walk with jesus he's able to make connections but let this be very clear. That's the Holy Spirit working through him. That's the part I mean about making it too tough. I was talking to a friend of mine this past week, and it was very humbling because he was talking about listening to our podcast and how it has kind of encouraged him to get into the Word and uh, be more diligent. And he made a statement that basically was like, well, if I had this or if I had that, which we've all done, and I said, This is what we miss in that statement. It's not I. It's him. If we commit to living a life of what he got for me today, Jesus, he will use that beautiful thing called the Holy Spirit and speak through us. We're just the vessel. That's it. And he doesn't need us to do that. He can convict somebody to know he's God across the world without needing us but he wants us and I think that's a beautiful connection between choosing him him wanting us but it's still being a choice
1: right I think that's a it you know it's a it's a theme that we that we go back to a lot in our podcast we talk about um, you know being in a in a spot in our lives where our cup is running over we talk about being in alignment uh, with God that all starts with having a relationship with him and then being obedient in that relationship and seeking him daily. And ultimately, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the struggles, a lot of the things that we talk about in our different topics from a week in and week out basis, it all goes back to that. It all, it all goes back to being in alignment and being and having your cup filled and, and ultimately, when that happens and when we're doing that and when we are obedient in that we are we are ready to seize the moment we are we are um equipped you know to to face first of all recognizing when those moments are there and then we're equipped to uh have the tools on our tool belt to answer that call, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, um, you know, that's what I just, I I love, I love sitting here hearing, uh, you know, things that I've heard before, you Mm -hmm. know, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, when we talk about habits when we talk Mm -hmm. about creating those habits, we, we've got to do the things that help us create those habits. And the fact of the matter is, is that, and making sure that your cup is full, being obedient, trying your best to seek the Lord daily. Those are all things that ultimately, I mean, that's the that's the ingredient to the drink that we need. No doubt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's yeah. good. um anyway. He's,
2: he's given us He's given us everything we need. So the minute that we say, Jesus, I need you in my heart forever, I know you died on the cross for my sins, we got we have everything we could possibly need. And I, I feel called to say this. If you're listening to this and you are like, I don't know Jesus. It, it's, it is literally that easy to go, Jesus, I want you in my heart for the rest of my life. Now, here's the kicker, and this is what Paul is saying here. He basically says, now that you have heard of the one true God, it's in your court, baby. It's in your hands. Now, he may facilitate more to them or not. We may cross paths with somebody and we circle back around there in a season of our life or a long part of our timeline. Well, we may never see him again. But it's important if you're listening to this to know that there's a reason you're listening to this. There's a reason we felt called to do this. We didn't just wake up and go out of nowhere, hey, we want to buy all this equipment and be podcasters. That'd be like a running joke if that's really what, well, we might have kind (laughs) of, but uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was an ongoing thing. We were meeting weekly. We were sharing our struggles and talking about the Lord and how we could, you know, be better men and husbands and godly fathers and all these things. And then God's sovereignty, looking back, connects four guys that, you know, didn't know two of each other for a long time to be sitting here today. That is not coincidence, people. That is a God thing. And if anybody tells you it's Amen. luck or happenstance or, oh, we got lucky, they just haven't recognized that Jesus is that omnipresent and that awesome. It's that simple. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So I'll get off my soapbox. It's a good soapbox to yeah. be standing
0: on. Amen. What is this? Did people used to, like, stand on yes. a soapbox and, like, uh, politicians and stuff when they spoke or so, preachers?
2: kind of like Paul is. Uh, and what
0: and, is a soap, like
2: a box that held soap? Um, I, I, I believe you. so. Uh, like I, if I remember right, I'm I'm, I'm going to give myself an out. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this one, but if I remember correctly, it's like a wooden crate. Right. right? And they would basically hold shops. So like Paul's, you know, on this mountaintop and I'm not saying it was a soapbox situation there, but that's kind of where their soapbox was at mountaintop. But it also comes from the political realm, like grassroots movements and stuff They'd stand on this box actually in the chosen one of the Sadducees. Uh, if you haven't watched the chosen, it's a great series to watch. Um, stands on a box and I think it's just because as you elevate above everyone it normally draws people's attentions up to hear what you have to say that's so they can see yeah
1: huh. hmm. interesting
3: one of the things that kind of stands out to me from Saul to Paul you know <laughs> is it, it's interesting to me I, you know I can't imagine how difficult it would be I mean I think about like Adolf Hitler mm-hmm. okay yeah, and he, he went around and just persecuted and killed jews like crazy can you imagine if halfway through that deal he wow. would have converted and then had to turn around and say i messed up you know um there's a god out there and this is who he is and mm. you know when his powerful. son died on the cross for our sins it just makes me think about you know that a lot of a lot of people were probably skeptical. Like, is is this a trick? You know, whenever Paul's walking up to him, they're like, aren't you that guy that used to kill people? And, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. It's um, a great point. Just, um, you know, knowing your role. And uh, he had a 180 degree role transition. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just interesting. Yeah.
2: I love, I think what resonates with me so much with Paul is that. We have it eliminates any excuses we have. He can he can take a sinner who persecuted his people and turn him into a God fearing, word sharing, on fire man for Christ. So he loved him, he gave, he forgave him, he he accepted him into his kingdom, and then he allowed him to do his work. That that covers anybody.
1: Made him maybe the greatest disciple of all time. Yep,
0: absolutely. It doesn't matter what you've done that's jesus always has his arms open wide for you it doesn't matter if you have killed someone i'm going to extremes no you're but you're right it doesn't matter if you're a child molester Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let that sink in okay yeah we like to rate sin because it makes us feel better right it doesn't matter if you're addicted to pornography It doesn't matter if you're addicted to drugs. Right now, if you let the Lord just run into his arms and say, Lord, I want to turn. I want to turn from my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me. It doesn't matter who you are. Right now, he wants to make you his child. You've been his child. He wants to welcome you into his kingdom. It doesn't matter what you've done. You cannot, you cannot have done anything worse or better to make him love you more
1: or less. Mm. He loves you. Very difficult concept to wrap your mind around, especially, you know, when you think about some of the heinous sins, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, you know, the child molester, you know, it, just sticks out in my mind. It's like, good gracious, you know, uh, he can love a child molester, you know, and, and, and wants to, and wants that individual to turn from their sin, you know, and, uh, it's a, it's hard to swallow that. It's hard to swallow that yeah. from a daddy yeah. standpoint, mm-hmm. no you doubt know, it. uh, but you know, the Bible clearly states that a sin is a sin is a sin um you know i mean it, it it makes it very clear that
0: wraps up today thanks so much for joining us and listening uh we, we pray that the lord has spoken to you today and that that he'll make an everlasting change in your life if you would subscribe and leave us a rating that'll help us reach more people for jesus go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one